Yo, guys, my mom gave me an advance on my allowance, so guess what I did with it? What'd you do? What? I bought a year subscription at Disney Plus. Are you excited to watch The Mandalorian? Because it is sick. It's so good. Dude, I so I can't watch it, what, uh, on Friday, but if you just send me your password, I can just watch it on my computer the next day, and, I, you know, I can just watch whatever else. If that's, is that cool? Can I use your Disney Plus account? Yeah, go ahead, man. You know, this is, these things are created to share accounts, right? You see, my password is 1234unicornmagicsplash60. Very secure. I love it. Well, like, Mason, I, I didn't get an advance on my allowance this week, so do you think that you could share your password with me, too? Absolutely, Beth. I'd be delighted to share my account with you. I can't wait to watch all of the Halloween towns all in a row. Hey, bro, can I use it, too? Of course you can, Kylo Ren. Thanks. I just want to commemorate my dad with all the past Star Wars episodes. Hey, can I get your Disney can Plus account? Disney Hi, Plus. can I get your Disney Plus account? Oh my gosh, can I get your Disney Plus account? Can I get that Disney Plus? Bro, give me that Disney Plus. Can I get that Disney Plus? All right, stop. It's time to Disney subtract. It's all part of my master plan. Ain't that right, Aldous Huxley? Yeah, society ruled by entertainment. Oh, don't know who my buddy Aldous is? Give him a quick Google search. Oh, oh, now what else can I add to my media empire? Oh, oh, what's this? A little podcast? Oh, I'll acquire that in five to ten years. Oh. So that was me getting mobbed by a clamoring group of people and maybe Aldous Huxley and Mickey Mouse at the end because I subscribed to Disney Plus, which is why we are gathered here today at church. We're no longer worshiping the cross. We're worshiping the plus. Oh, my God. We're no Ouch, I can't say that. Aren't we all just in the religion of entertainment at this point? In the spirit of talking about how our brains and eyes are getting taken over by corporations we thought we'd talk about the brand new streaming service disney plus it's a new format for son of a ginger we're not doing a review we're doing more of a discussion about what is offered for disney plus for you the viewer slash consumer yeah and just like y'all we're pretty fresh viewers as well fresh eyes disney plus only been around for weekish but we love to consume right all right I mean, I would love to consume all of Disney Plus, or at least most of it, because it has some of my favorite childhood things on it that I'm very excited to have access to. Yeah, I think that what Disney Plus has done well so far is everyone hears about Disney. Disney's going to do a streaming service. Oh, I roll. What are they going to pad that out with? Like, they're not Netflix. They don't license other things. And then they release it. And it's like they have five million things from your childhood. Because Disney has everything. Disney has your good memories monetized. Yeah, I mean, nostalgia is just unlocked from the vault. They're literally unlocking all the nostalgia that we don't feel like paying, like, what, $3.99 on Amazon for that it used to be on? Warts and all. Warts and <laughs> Offensive, all. Offensive, racist content and all. Yeah. That- well, not all of that. <laughs> Not all of it. Not all of it, but yeah, like I don't think Song of the South is on here just yet. But Oh, and probably never will be. Probably and hopefully never will be. They've buried that hundreds Deep in the of vault. feet into the ground. They, yeah. It's not even in the vault anymore. They skippity-doo-dod on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but Disney Plus isn't just for us 20-somethings 
reflecting and being nostalgic for our very recent childhood, it's for everyone. It's for everyone who enjoys Disney content from Snow White to Little Mermaid to the Aristocats. Yeah. I mean, you could list the whole library. That sounded very dismissive, Patrick. Well, no, well, I didn't mean to. But you could list the whole library because I think what Disney Plus and what it will be smartly doing is us millennials, like we're on the younger side of millennials. So millennials already are buying, buying, buying. They're people with the big fancy jobs and the big fancy paychecks, or at least now have fancy paychecks, and they're grownups. And they want to spend their money on all the stuff that made their childhood better and possibly pass that down to their little baby kids. <laughs> I like that. So an interesting positioning for... I think a brand that is much more, you know, family focused as a Netflix or a Hulu, though Hulu is also owned by Disney. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Disney came in with a crazy competitive price point and everyone was like, okay, well, maybe $7 a month is not that bad. But then the value that's been displayed by opening the app and just browsing the content. We've had whole conversations at work about, oh my God, they have this. Oh my God, they have this. Oh my God, they have this. Just keeps going. And I'm scrolling through while you guys are talking. I'm still listening. But I'm scrolling through while you guys are talking and I'm just saying, oh my God, they have Turner and Hooch. They have Darkwing Duck. They have so many of the, the like Saturday morning cartoons, the Disney Channel original movies, like Beth said, the Pixar shorts. It's all there for $7 a month. And I sound like an ad right now. Is Disney paying you? I mean, I want to get sponsored by Disney too right now, but... Is it going to wear off is really the question. Like, is this magic of seeing something new going to wear off? Because right now we have a new toy. We have a new streaming service. We have a new random thing to, you know, hit on our Rokus or our Playstations or wherever you watch your streaming stuff. And it's new, fresh stuff. Yep. And it's shiny. But every day after work, are you going to watch two episodes of Darkwing Duck before you go to bed or something like that? How does Disney Plus, I don't know, integrate with the plethora of ways that we can already watch and have been watching television or film? You know, I don't think I'm going to be watching Darkwing Duck. But the thing is, there's someone who's a little older than me where Darkwing Duck was very much a part of their Saturday morning routine as a kid who maybe now has kids. And they say, look at this. This is Darkwing Duck. I grew up on this. And now the kids grow up on it. It's similar to how our parents bought us the VHSs. Sure. Right? And Disney realized that they needed to evolve along with it. The Disney VHS tape, you guys remember the box, the white plastic? Oh, I right? have a lot of them still. Exactly, yeah. right? They're, they're so iconic to our childhoods. And I feel like Disney Plus is going to be that for so many kids now. It, like, it's going to be the white, puffy VHS box. Because it's the puffy thing that you can press on your iPad or whatever that isn't the same as outdated VHS. What's, what's that VHS? I ain't never heard of that. You're making a podcast called Son of a Blondie. They're going to be talking about how they love just clicking that app, that little blue Disney Plus app. When we're all looking at our holograms and when, whatnot. When we're all getting entertainment beamed into our brains in an instant. So it's exciting that it's been released. You know, as we record this, it's been about, I think, about a week since it's been out, and it'll be a little bit more once y'all are listening to this. It has all of these classic in-the-vault things we've seen, but they also got originals, and that's where they're going to be positioning themselves in the competition when the competition rises, more so come next year when, you know, they'll be competing with HBO Max, and then the Peacock service will be out from NBC come 2021, and more stuff stacks on, and libraries and originals. So we only had like, I believe, eight to ten original Disney Plus exclusives. 
Yeah, there's a couple crazy ones. You know, you can really tell where Disney put their money in this. Apparently, every episode of The Mandalorian has about the same budget as a high-budget indie film. I think it was like 3 to $4 million an episode on average. But hey, that's a drop in the bucket for Disney. Right. And The Mandalorian is fantastic. Beautiful. But everything that I have checked out since then has been pretty lackluster. I haven't watched High School Musical, the show, which, like, yes, High School Musical was the first thing I bought on iTunes, but I had never seen it before, and when I watched it, I was like, this is stupid. Oh, yeah, these guys are going to have to compete with Apple as well. They have a streaming service that also just came out. Which also, if you buy the most recent iPhone, you get a year of for free. So they're they're really pulling you into their streaming service as well. You know, I, I feel like Apple will probably make another episode about this, but has had their hand in what's new and hot in entertainment. So, of course, they're going to have their own shows now, right? But as much as original content may be where it's all going, I think what most people are most excited about right now is all of the nostalgia factor that's really coming from Disney Plus and what's giving it value right off the bat for most people who are interested in buying the service. Well, yeah, through its current library. Because the same thing happened with Netflix, like what come back in like 2012 or 2013, you know, when it was just like, oh, hey, I've been meaning to check out that Breaking Bad, but I don't have AMC. Oh, but here it is all on Netflix and stuff like that, you know? That's where Netflix kind of began that change. And it'll be interesting when that turnaround does happen for Disney+. And I think it will happen much quicker because they do have a very strong library. But for the shows that they will be making, you know, they're going to be making more Star Wars shows. They're going to be making a bunch of Marvel shows. And they're not showing every possible cool thing now. But I think that's to allow the viewer to get in on the nostalgia first before they chime in on the new stuff. Yeah. You don't want to be overwhelmed by content. So I'm going I'm to drop some knowledge on you guys right now. Drop that knowledge, Mason Moreau. This is not something I learned about in school. This is something that I very much picked up in my professional life. Are you, are you familiar with the concept of a marketing funnel? Maybe. Explain it to me, please. So you think of the imagery of a funnel, right? It's sort of an, an inverted triangle, right? And at the top, it's large, and at the bottom, it sinks in a little bit and becomes smaller as you get lower. Top of funnel is acquisition, customer, person, people acquisition, right? And then as you get lower, you go into things that engage those people more and more, and you start to see people drop off. So this Disney nostalgia thing that they have going with the way they've padded out the library, which, let's be honest, they've padded out the library, is very much top of funnel right? It's to bring the people in who maybe were skeptics or, you know, or people who've never heard of it, who are like, I wish I had that right now. They jump right in, right? The original content is what's going to be bottom of funnel, is what's going to keep the people around. It's what's going to keep the people paying month by month. The original content is what's going to help people stay and the frequency of which they add these nostalgic things that they haven't added yet. Well, and the other thing about that is that once you acquire people to your service, most people are so apathetic that they're just not going to cancel or it'll be a really long time before they cancel because they'll say, oh, you know, maybe it's five years from now. Hey, we're really not watching as much Disney Plus as we used to. And honestly, who knows what the streaming landscape is going to look like in five years, too, with the rate of growth. But once you have those people in the Disney Plus system, they're probably going to stick around for a while, even if they start off as free customers or bundle customers, because there's a lot of really good deals surrounding Disney Plus right right now. But 
those people will probably stick around for a longer time than maybe even those customers want to be Disney Plus customers. Right. To that end, the marketing funnel from how I've used it professionally is very much about before someone makes a purchase, right? It's all about how you acquire a customer. So in the sense of Disney Plus, right? I feel like if you go month by month, you're always convincing someone to make the next purchase, right? Mm -hmm. Netflix have been able to do this very well. Amazon have been able to do this very well, even outside of their streaming service, right? You pay the monthly fee for Prime and you get the shipping and the streaming service on top, right? It also explains the uphill battle Disney Plus has to make, right? Because every month they have to be proving to these new customers that their monthly purchase is worth it. I appreciate the business plan that Disney Plus is doing, and I think the other services are doing as well. You mentioned Apple, for example. All of them are going to do this little bundle thing because they just can. Verizon is doing a little thing where if you're a Verizon customer, yeah, you get free Disney+. Plus. AT&T is going to do a thing where you can get HBO Max when that comes out. Apple, if you get a new phone, you get Apple Video or whatever it's called. It's a smart way to take advantage, I'd say, of the lazy viewer. Because I've done it many a time where, like, you know, on Hulu, I'll say, like, oh, yeah, I'll just pay for that Stars 14-day free trial so I can watch this movie. And then Stars is going to bet that I forget to cancel that free trial and now I owe Stars $10 that month or for however many months. I think there's a little bit of that tactic with any of these streaming services that, hey, you give them a credit card and come a year, you will either need it or you're going to forget to cancel it even if you stopped watching it, like, six months in. I think... There's a bunch of like extra like little tactics that I'm maybe a little cynical about, but I think is going to work for all these streaming services to retain their viewers. You have your suburban dad who gets the credit card statement at the end of the month, and he's like, Ashley, how come we've give me, been given Disney Plus $6.99 a month? Dad, because I'm watching High School Musical 5. What the <laughs> hell? Yeah, exactly. It very much sits in that realm. Like It hasn't diversified its content enough. For that to happen. But even then it would be like, Dad, I, I watched High School Musical 5 three months ago and more episodes are coming out next week. Don't cancel it now. Don't do it. Right. right. Or you have your very sophisticated child that says, you know, I really want to dive into that darn cat from 1965. And, you know, <laughs> some of these other more obscure titles that Disney is featuring as well. Nobody really expected it to be as much of an archive as it is. Because mm -hmm. that's what it's really excelling at, because there's stuff from the 40s and the 30s in there. But imagine like telling the creator of Snow White or Swiss Family Robinson or even, hey, The Little Mermaid, sure, that's a 90s movie, but technology keeps changing. Imagine telling them that your film will be easily and readily available in some pop-up screen in your pocket or some little digital box that puts all the films right on your TV screen in front of you. You don't even need a film reel. Also, uh, The Little Mermaid was 1989, just so you know. 89, okay. Fun fact. My sister was on the same soccer team as the daughter of the lady who played Ariel, and she has two vans, decked out minivans, that have vanity license plates that say Ariel 1 and Ariel 2. Yes. No. No. If you played a Disney character... You should be proud of that shit. Especially if you're a voice actor, because no one's going to know her face and that she did it. You know, they'll maybe hear her singing voice. Hell yeah. I respect it. You know what? You go, soccer mom. You go, Ariel no. 1, Ariel 2. The benefit of being a voice actor is that you are granted anonymity. Is that why you're doing this podcast? <laughs> yes. Oh, burned ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Check out our Instagram, guys. I'm not a voice actor. I'm a voice liver. I'm a voice. That's it. That's second eye. I'm not a voice actor. I'm a voice. So with the current originals that are out, The Mandalorian like easily sticks out. Whenever I tell anyone, like I'm a little too intensive, like, it's beautiful. Watch it. I also really enjoyed at least one of the Pixar shorts I watched. So I think that's a little bit of a highlight as well. It's more of a quantity than quality kind of thing. Yes. I forget what it's called, but it's one where the little boy is able to fly and his dad is trying to hide him from being able to fly. I was skeptical, but it ended in a very nice, sweet Pixar way. And I'm excited to explore more of those little Pixar shorts because of my like Disney brand loyalty, I'm a Pixar stan other than Brave. Well, I haven't seen Brave other than Cars. <laughs> cars can go away. Oh, I, the original <sighs> Cars I liked. But I was, I guess I was also in like what, fifth grade or middle school, something like that. I feel like Cars went from a good idea to a complete merchandising machine like pretty oh, much yeah, overnight. Dude. Well, 100%. It's like one of the few like quote unquote boy oriented Disney movies. Yeah. I feel like if I worked at Hot Wheels and took my kids to see Cars, I would just drop my monster energy drink right on the ground <laughs> and then be like... <laughs> Disney's going to eat our lunch. Oh, my God. More 99-cent cars stat. <laughs> yeah, lower the price now. The Ferrari 458, that's two ninety nine. No way. 50 cents. Let's go. But, Boom. But where I think this will be successful, though, is that Disney owns a lot of properties and a lot of fanships. So, like, Pixar fan, Star Wars fan, you know, the average American Marvel fan, but, like, the average American Marvel fan, to be a good fan, has to have watched every damn thing. So I'm probably going to watch every damn show. So it all makes sense this time because I think they'll actually be a little bit more important than the Netflix shows and the Agents of Shields that were like side quests, you know, adjacent content. You know what I mean? It was a way for Disney to start licensing out their now owned properties to get some content that filled up the gap. It would have been more immediate for them to license out the properties than to start in-house producing. Yeah. All of them. But now I feel like they have the means and the, certainly have the capital, right? To interweave everything together. To not have to rely on a network to have their properties exist as entertainment. Sure. What of the originals are you excited for to come out in 2020 or later on? What are you jazzed about with both either of your fanships? This isn't necessarily a solid franchise fanship. But I did read that there's supposed to be a Love, Simon series modeled after a YA novel turned into a movie that oh. actually my friend's sister wrote the book. What? <laughs> Beth knows people. <laughs> uh, I, I don't personally know her, but my friend's sister wrote Love, Simon, and I was really excited to read that there is a hopeful series on the horizon was announced in August 2019. And I watched the movie on a rainy Saturday morning and absolutely loved it. Cried a lot, per wow. usual. That's cool, because I, like, I also enjoyed like Love, Simon. That was like a nice middle-of-the-year movie when that came out. Like That came out in March, which is not like really a dead time, but like it's not like a blockbuster, so it was a good... like. It's not a peak movie release time. Yeah. yeah. I guess Disney has that IP because they acquired... 20th Century Fox. I think that was a Fox Searchlight or something. Yeah, exactly. I just remember, yeah, an article about how the middle budget film might be dying with every acquisition after another because all Disney does is make blockbusters. So I think it's cool to, instead of making more movies, make a TV show where it's 
technically a little cheaper. I could dig that. All right, Beth. Also, the like culturally, the format of the TV show is what's king right now. Yeah, it's 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 the way to tell a long form story. Like, no longer do you make the godfather that's three and a half hours long you make a tv show that's five and a half uses that time to develop its characters and has proven to be this medium that dominates film in many ways i'd say tell that to netflix with the irishman but that's because they bought martin scorsese that's a different thing yes it is to get the talent of martin scorsese and then to make a film or a tv series are two different i think that mason i definitely agree with you that like television is king and you know thoughtful producers and creators are using television to you know really develop characters there's some garbage out there like we all have to acknowledge that there are always things that are not going to be worth watching regardless of the format they're in but that's why you should listen to us to help you find out what you should be watching and listening to <laughs> the curation of son of a ginger so uh we're, we're gonna keep this segment going then do you guys smell a sequel to, to disney plus i think that disney plus might take the uh trajectory of ed sheeran albums and just be uh disney plus disney multiply disney <laughs> divide Oh. Disney Plus has come out, and then we'll have Disney Multiply, which will be twelve ninety nine a month. Oh my god! And then we'll have Disney Divide that will go back to being six ninety nine a month, and it'll make everyone happy again. I think that maybe they'll just name their different pricing tiers after that. Mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a Hulu model on it. Bang. Yeah. Sounds like a sequel I think I'd be down with. A group of sequels. A group of sequels. A number of franchise, so even. We might be starting a franchise of our own here, though, because this is going to be the first of a many-part series talking all about streaming services. So you guys are smelling right. That's multiple sequels from us at Son of a Ginger. What? (laughs) That's nuts. We want to provide as much information about where you can watch and listen to things as well as what we're watching and listening to. So it's going to be an exciting winter of watching The Mandalorian than the shorts from Pixar, but not the Pixar shorts, because those are crappy. <laughs> There's a difference. The Pixar shorts... Wait, really? Well, yeah, so yeah, the shorts from Pixar that I mentioned... Yeah, because you gave me a little confused face earlier. The shorts from Pixar are actually, like, shorts that you'd see, like, before a Pixar movie, like, the same way, you know, like, five to ten minutes or something. It's tender, it's nice. But then there are Pixar shorts, which are these really stupid things. I just remember Mason and I watched it, like, after The Mandalorian... Where, like, for example, they just put a switchboard from Inside Out in Central Park, and then they just have camera crews just showing people, you know, hitting random buttons, and then, like, you know, community theater actors in the middle of the park will just say, like, oh, someone hit the happy button. Oh, what should we get at the market, friend? And then someone hits the disgust button. I don't want to go to the market with you. Gross. And that was the thing. I feel like that was my explanation was just a little bit more entertaining than the actual short. But they definitely did pad it out with a couple of uh, meh originals, but I feel like the better originals are to come. They're funneling to us shortly. A lot of these originals feel like they'd be a special feature on a DVD. A DVD or, yeah, a random, like, YouTube clip that you didn't even want to see, but YouTube told you, you gotta watch it. As I was discussing Disney Plus content with some friends over the weekend, including Thomas, who's been a guest on our show before. Thomas! (laughs) We were talking about DVD bonus content, including blooper reels and 
game features. And I remember there was this game on the Princess Diaries 2 DVD. And I speculated that it would be very cool if some of those types of features were maybe eventually integrated into Disney Plus where you had gamified parts of it or things that were more maybe like Bandersnatch where it's interactive storytelling. I think that might be the next level that Disney might venture into. I mean, if they want to get some Emmys, because Black Mirror, they got some Emmys for Bandersnatch. Did they? Yeah. Bandersnatch ended up winning Best TV Movie, I'm pretty sure, actually. Wow. Yeah. Guys, we reviewed an award-winning film. Though, speaking of our Bandersnatch review, if you want to listen to that review or any past review, we got a pretty extensive library of our own. Beth, where can we find that library? You can find that library wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or somewhere else where you can leave us a review, give us five stars. Tell us what you like on Disney Plus or what other streaming service you want us to talk about. And what's our social media, Mason? We have a social media presence on Instagram where you can follow us at Son of a Ginger Podcast. We do lots of dumb photoshops and lots of selfies and lots of promotions for the new episode. So check out all the content we're putting out on Instagram. Yeah, we got some presents. More presents than Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick in that Noel movie, that's for sure. <laughs> but that's okay, guys, because Son of a Ginger has much more presents to come. So I'm Patrick Baylor. I'm Beth Marcinko. I've been Mason Marketing Funnel Moreau, and this has been Son of a Ginger Streaming Showdown. But, dude, can we have your Disney Plus account? That's f*** off!